You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Nice. All right. Well, welcome everyone to Food for Thoughts. This is episode nine. Episode nine. This is episode nine. Thank you, everyone. My name is David. My name is Kim. We have. Ian. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because normally, I don't know, normally we introduce ourselves and then it's like always different when like people hear like they'll jump in off like Nack was just like, and I'm Nack like straight after. And then other people will be like, I don't know. So this is it was like, open the floor to them and see what they do. <laughs> see what happens. But yeah, how are you guys? Yeah, We're good. good. Yeah, feeling yeah. good. Sun's out, so that's yeah. always a bonus. True. Yeah. Enjoyed the sun this morning. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Having some milk. <laughs> Having some milk. Some milk in the sun. Yeah, some like well, walking, walking to IGA in the sun and then grabbing some milk. Nice. Ah, <laughs> Plant-based milk. Plant-based milk. <laughs> that's good. So, how you guys um, like feeling being in Melbourne now? Are you accommodated? Are you guys settled in? Yeah, I, I feel like it's always a. Like once you feel settled and then something comes along, you're like, oh, wait, okay, this gives me room to settle in a little bit more. But mm. like, yeah, there's always obstacles nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. I don't fit like definitely settled compared to what we were. Like we moved and stayed with people twice before having this place. And it's been really good here. So we mm. have definitely settled, but not how we want to if right right can i ask a question about being in a new place and trying to like get used to that um routine of familiarity and how that affects your creative processes whoa <laughs> <laughs> straight into it oh. straight into it yeah. oh. so for me at first i really enjoyed it because coming into a new city and just being like, yeah, we have like coming from Perth is like, yeah, we have all this opportunity. Um, obviously got down and then, you know, slowly getting used to everything. And I guess everyone, mm. it didn't necessarily present us with the things that we thought it would as often. Um, but creativity wise, I definitely slumped um, when it came to dancing, just a little bit, not too much. Um, I guess in the process of enjoying like dancing by myself, I really enjoyed dancing with other people and that kept me creative, a lot more creative. Um, yeah, does that make, yeah. That makes sense. Mm. For me, I got slightly the opposite effect. Um, because like, oh yeah, you have like all these, meet these new people, you have, you know, new places to discover and stuff like that. I found that I was having an abundance of creativity, but I couldn't hone into like what I want to further into like this pathway and that pathway. There was so many that I was dabbling in everything and it wasn't like, I was going anywhere, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, oh, just like playing with little things. I think that was that was it. I was just playing, but I wasn't actually 
moving further along. That's what it feels like. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you're still in that same position now though? Or do you feel like that was like when you first came here? Cause it's been a, how long has it been now? Nine months. Yeah. Nine, nine months. All oh, right. It's been a minute. It's been a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, do you still feel like you're kind of in that same space now? I I personally feel like it's it's past that stage. Um, I feel like we're well for me. I there's more of a solidified pathway. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how best to explain that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, like you. Like it's the same for me for sure, but. I think it's just like, I mean, she's already teaching and doing her thing. Like she wants to do more of that. Um, and I guess the next step for her would be operating like by herself, like in a, like not necessarily be a part of studios or anything like that. Mm. But more so have a like core focus on what she really wants to um, have the world and her students experience, I guess. Um, for me, I would for sure say that I have a clearer path, but not a hundred percent clear yet. Only because I feel like, um, I mean, I'm still working a nine to five, which isn't stopping me from doing anything that I want to do because I have done everything that I want to do, but I still have more to accomplish. Mm. And I want to, like the steps that I'm taking now is like getting uncomfortable to get comfortable. Right. Yeah. And that's like, it's a really scary thing for me mm. because I, I always feel like I have been comfortable. Um, and there's practices that I, I have lived, but I want to live more of and in myself so that I can really do what I want to do and give, I guess, myself and be of service to others and allow them to tap into the same thing pretty much. Nice. So I think... What's super cool is that you guys, um, just seeing you guys settle in into the community in here, it just felt so natural. And it was just like, it was very cool. How like, I just feel like you guys are just here now, um, <laughs> which is dope, man. Like, it's cool. And it's like, it's awesome to have um, like your energy here. And you guys are like super dope, like thinkers as well as movers, which is really cool. Um, so what I'm curious about is like, how did you guys get to where you are? today like um i think because this is our first time interviewing a couple like it's normally yeah. just one person so it's normally like like what is your origin story but maybe if you guys talked about like your origin story as a couple like how did you guys come to be you know because like everyone sees you around you guys are together you guys are doing your thing and you guys are you guys just seem like very like in sync with each other like you guys get it um, so how, how did it all start um, in terms of dance? If you guys don't mind sharing that story, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no one really asked that question, so I was like, whoa. No. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I guess it all started with like crump, um, being in the crump scene. Um, for me, yeah, it was just discovering that subculture. And I was, well, I've known, I've known this guy since I was 16 years old. I'm 25 now. Dang. Wow. Yeah. And I think, yeah, well, basically, like, you know, he was, what, two years, no, three years into Crump. Like, he became my big homie. So he was my mentor, teaching me a lot. Um, definitely hung out a lot. And especially with the Crump aspect, you know, having a big homie, it's like, you know, a big brother looking after you. And, mm. So for me at that time, because I was moving around a lot, I didn't have my family with me um, for most of that time. So I sort of had my crump. The start of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had my like my crump people as like my family as a, yeah. a way to like express to them. And I guess like he was, I just was drawn to him a lot more because he was my mentor. And I think, you know, from there, we sort of saw eye to eye with a lot of things and compensate with a lot of things. Not that they were always agreed upon either. Um, yeah. But... Fight, 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 fight. We've had a few fights before. We were a couple. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, actually. About Crump? Choreography. Choreography. Yeah. first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like because i was heavy into crump so it was like crump comes first or nothing basically like mm. you choose crump over your urban crew and we're good you know what i mean like yeah. no dabbling was, in two yeah. type shit and that was me i was in the both and she was in both <laughs> and like she like one of my homies at the time she was under she was a little homie to him first. And then um, <laughs> I actually told, like, I was talking to him. He's like, man, Nadia's not like committed and shit. I was just like, yeah, just drop her. <laughs> My just, first like, big homie dropped just me. Just kick her out of the fan. <laughs> wow. Because he was, he was my little homie too. So whoever's like fam, you know, like. Yeah. It's literally hierarchy type shit. So yeah. she was under me. She was repping me too. Right. Teachings or whatever. So I was just like, yeah, bro, like drop her, man. Fair <laughs> 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 amount of those cases, you know, but yeah, she really, she felt like freestyle was her more so, more so because she could express it. herself, yeah. especially mm. in that time in her life. And then, yeah, after maybe like, two years of training and stuff she yeah she got yeah. like into my fam yeah it took me two years to get into his fam yeah it was more like i'm like i'm ready i need a i need a mentor and he was like not nah, not ready yet and then uh, i think i was in singapore at the time he was like yeah. messaging me seeing all my rounds and stuff while i was there and he's like okay there's a space in the fam for you and i was like nah i'm not ready sorry <laughs> and then a year later i think yeah it just like mutually like agreed happened. happened yeah and then yeah so the rest is pretty much history but from that moment because we were labbing a lot together and exchanging a lot then we started teaching together and collaborating mm. and stuff and we held an event together yeah we started holding events um that's when we were already together oh yeah um no actually oh, no, no it wasn't no 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just making this all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, made events together and even like we toured a little bit of WA together as well, workshopping and stuff. So that was nice. And then went to Canada together. Oh, yeah. And then together. just things just started to like evolve yeah. and blossom. Oh wow. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I'm curious, like, how did you get into like Crump though? Like, how did that even start? Yeah. Well, both you guys, like, individually. Individually. Like, did you guys see Crump somewhere and was just like, I wanna, I wanna. Yeah. So for me, it was my sister came home one day. I was watching TV, chilling. I was 16. Yeah, 16 at the time. And. Yeah, my sister comes home. She was like, yo, that, I think that was around the time when You Got Served was on. And I was already dancing, like trying to freestyle, do glides and slides and, you know, <laughs> nice. Marion and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister comes home and is like, yo, you need to check out this new documentary. I was like, what is it? It's a dance documentary. It's a new dance out called Crump. And then I ended up watching Rise that same day. And I'm pretty sure I watched it like back to back twice and then I was like man this is like it just really resonated with me because of where I was at um and the amount of like emotion and expression that you could actually see them like put out there and like physically you can actually see the amount of whether it be like pain happiness suffering um entertainment whatever factor it is or quality of life it is you could see that and i just really appreciated how transparent and how raw it was and then i went into my bathroom at the time i had cds i would create my own cds and stuff and i would play the hardest track that i knew that i had was elephant man spin your rag and yeah i just pretty much just copied what they did off felt yeah felt like what i thought they would do <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yeah for sure i'm um, sweet like the basics but I, no one taught me no one taught me until i was like i didn't have a dance mentor until maybe like three years in like properly i was teaching everything to myself and then like yeah having like crump DVDs and stuff and just watching and then applying pretty much. Yeah, that's my story. Yeah, um, as for me, I actually like the first time I saw, so he was, they started a crump crew called Esoterics. And I wasn't really that much into, like I wasn't in a crew or anything like that, but I saw them, I think it was, uh, no, it was actually a thing called Strictly Hip Hop. And I think Justice Crew were with the <coughs> tour. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, Justice Crew, like, I wanna see them. This was me, 16 years old. And like, so I brought a high school friend with me and then we like watched and, but then I saw these guys and I had like my camera and I was like, 
I was just like, <laughs> it was so awesome. So I took so many pictures and then I actually had this video. She was fangirling. I was fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what they were doing, but I was like, this is so cool. They look so like good looking. And so I was just filming and screaming and everything like that. I'm um, pretty sure she, she showed me the footage. <laughs> And it was just like shaky ass going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, and then, yeah, I think I just, that was the first like exposure, I guess I got into Crump. I didn't even know it was really called Crump at the time. Mm. Um, and then I was in a crew for maybe like uh, a year in. Um, we were like, oh, you know, let's expand our horizons. Let's do some freestyle. Let's go to a freestyle event. Maybe we can enter it. So we all went together as a crew um, to this all-stars event. And, you know, this is when freestyle was just massive. So, like, everyone would just, like, bring their, like, home-cooked meals and, you know, sell their shirts and everything like that. It was it was dope. So first time I went to that and then I saw these group? guys. No. Um, all City or something um oh, yeah but burnt morales uh og b-boy would hold that um but yeah they were there they're like in a corner you know they were like the coolest like looking dudes like with their fresh ass like clothing yeah we make sure to always be fresh <laughs> they'll always dance <laughs> and then that that's and i saw them dance and i was like i had one of my homies who was um he was also crumping with them and i was like introduce me like i want i want to do this like i want to meet these guys and like actually learn and stuff and then that was the first time i spoke to them and I think pretty sure it was Ian he was like oh yeah we have a session on Wednesday in the city so I brought my <laughs> I brought my friends with me this is like eight o'clock at night in the city like no one's there 17 yeah. I was like I was scared I was so <laughs> this guy comes like you know with his long dreads and hoodie and like coming through and it's like yeah let's go to the car park <laughs> and there's like abandoned car park and I'm like what am I doing here like I was like I was so scared full of like dudes and I had my friend with me we were the only two girls and then yeah like they were pretty accommodating actually and they started dancing and I was just like I was yeah I was just taken aback from what they were doing it was just expressive and I think I was just really drawn to that mm. yeah sort of like an escape from you know the drilling of the choreography at the time because that was like my first thing into dance and I was like oh like there's something uh, really street and something very unique and expressive about this which I think I really needed at the time yeah so, so how did you go from there so once you kind of like you saw these guys like you know they're in the car park and they're doing their thing and then um, you're like inspired um, like what like helped you get to the next step where you're like you know what like I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate myself to crump I'm gonna train in crump like what was did did you ask someone or like how did it work for you um I just made sure I well actually yeah I rocked up to pretty much every Wednesday session mm. and like it was crazy because like I had high school at the time but like so i would get home like really late like midnight sometimes but like they would drive me home and stuff which is cool um but yeah i just made sure i rocked up all the time i didn't talk much i was super shy like 
you can even ask them, they, they could count the words that came out of my mouth in one session. <laughs> Buck. <laughs> even my high thing, like you wouldn't hear me scream or anything like that. I was so quiet. <laughs> and like, I, I found myself like hyping, like when everyone else was quiet, I was like, fuck, I should just stop hyping. Like, I only hear my voice. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I got introduced to the whole like big homie aspect and that's when Zilla, um, what was, was he at the time? Jay. Jay Hood, yeah. Um, yeah, we really connected really well. So like him as my big homie, he taught me a lot of things just to help me like level up. And yeah, like these guys weren't shy about telling you what to work on. They'll battle you on the spot as well. And I think, like, for me being there, the only girl that came consistently, they kind of, like, cherished me that way. So they were all, they were always on to me, like, you can do this, like, you can do that, and, like, you should do this more. And then if a girl came, like, hey, like, you know, like, you're a leader now, so, like, go talk to them and, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, try and, like, access those teaching skills from being a student. So, yeah, they were, they were on to me a lot, actually. That's <laughs> dope. Yeah. It sounds like a super support, uh, supportive community that you guys supportive, had over there. I can't even English, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I had a late one last night. <laughs> but um, I'm curious because like we're over here like in Melbourne while this is all happening. What is the, like, the community like over there? Like what was the – like obviously you guys were in this crump scene. Um, I'm curious to know like – what was the hip hop scene like? And then what was like the urban scene like? And how was it for you guys in terms of dance as a community uh, in Perth? Man, when I was coming up, like this was the dope thing about me entering at the time that I did. I caught the tail end of pretty much the OGs and the new gen and the coming of the new generation. Mm. So I was stuck, yeah. I was stuck in the middle and man, the OGs did a lot of shit, like especially systematic shout out to the homies. They did a lot, like a lot for Perth um, hip hop culture. They were doing like corporate gigs and everything like that, teaching it pretty much everywhere, entering comps. Um, and then they just ended up, having fam you know having like internal conflict within the crew and stuff um breaking up and then that was pretty much them <laughs> yeah they were the leaders of the b-boy scene at the time but there were ov obviously still people emerging and everything but like i came into crump at the time and it was pretty big maybe there was like it doesn't sound like many people but like there was probably about 30 odd people that were active in Crump for a while. Mm. And then it slowly would like declined in numbers. And I think that was just because it was like a phase thing for people. It's like, yeah, Crump's the new thing. Let me do it for a little bit. And then, yeah, just ended up dying. But the urban scene was dope at the Massive. time. Like it was, it was really, really tight and, um, David Wynn was like the main 
the main dude, which we both trained under as well. I did, I can't remember how long I did Urban for. I think I did it for maybe like a year or two years in total. And then, yeah. Is this classes? Like just like classes at a studio that you would just- nah, I, was in, I was in a crew, bro. Oh, this is crew. Uh-huh. He was the first gen of the crew that I started in. So that yeah. was the tribe. Yeah. Yeah, and then the tribe had the baby crew, the prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, man, like the person was actually really dope at the time that we were coming up. Mm. Like there was a fair amount going on. Um, The level for like us as kids was pretty high, you know? Um, And there was a lot of, yeah, just people that were like really in it for the culture, not necessarily yeah. just to teach because they had the opportunity to, I guess, teach movement, you know? It was way more about like culture and community and stuff um, that I feel like it is now anyway. Mm. Um, what else was there? I did have a fairly hard time coming up in Crump though. Why is that? It was like, because it wasn't accepted. People thought that we were monkeys throwing our arms type thing, you know? Mm. And we went through that for a while. (laughs) And then, yeah, people just, I think I sort of gave myself a bad rep because I was so pro-crump that only like the hip hop OGs that respected that type of being, I guess, like, you know, when you're a B-boy or whatever, you come, like, you're coming into our house, you know what I mean? Like, as a B-boy, you're repping, you're repping hip-hop or whatever, if you're a new gen, blah, 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 you need to, like, earn our respect type thing. Mm -hmm. If you dabble into B, like, B-boying, or for, in my case, Crump, like, you need to respect and know your history, know the culture of what it actually is and means to be a hip hop, like anything to do with hip hop culture. You mm. need to know the roots. You need to know what you're actually dabbling in because it has so much power. It's not just movement and not being just good at dancing. You know, yeah. it's a brotherhood, a sisterhood, freaking community that can really uplift and change the world. Like Eric Badu says it the best, hip hop's bigger than the government. It's bigger than any religion. Mm. Like it's a worldwide culture, you know, and you can't find that unless you come to hip hop. Yeah. Do you find that people nowadays are kind of maybe losing that um, connection to the roots? Um, And then that, that feeling of like, yeah, digging deep and like, you know, really being a part of it. And maybe that's why our growth as a country maybe hasn't been as um, progressive as maybe other countries. Definitely. I yeah, definitely think so. Like I tell my students all the time, like do your history, do your own history. Um, because like for me, I like soon as I started doing that or got told to do that, um, I started to cherish more of what like these guys were doing. And then that's when my mentality switched. And like, I was mm. like, okay, like I'm really in it to actually learn about a culture, not just like, 
dance moves. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when I started respecting other dance cultures. And then I realized that this whole, like, dance in general, they all have the same shit. Mm. You know, they all have the same roots and everything like that. And so that's when I, yeah, it just made me, like, appreciate, you know, the OGs, how hard they worked and veterans at the moment and people that are doing and pushing through various um, various pathways. And, yeah, it just, I, I feel like that's what is missing <laughs> at the moment. But, yeah, that's what I share all I, the time. Yeah, I think also because it's, like, maybe maybe it could be that it's so easily accessible Mm. people just want to have fun which is obviously fine right but i think people miss and and i think there's a stigma as well um to the fact of like when people say oh you need to know the culture to be in the culture fair enough yeah Definitely, I 100% agree with that. It's like if you're studying something, you can't study it and know it fully if you're not immersing yourself and encompassing yourself with it. So how are you going to actually understand it, right? But this, I just came up with this and made the connection just then. Is like if you know more about a culture, it allows you to know more about yourself and question more about where you come from and like what morals and ideals and values that you hold as a person and where you're dancing from even what you want to do with dance and stuff like that and i think that's really super important not just as a dancer but as an artist and as a person you know what i mean like yeah, for sure artists yeah Art just allows you to uncover more of who you are. And I think that, that not that it's missing, I just don't personally feel or see a lot of it mm. from dancers nowadays. I really don't. Even in the crump scene, like there's so many people that dance to be tight or only care about being tight or, you know, looking a certain way or fitting in and stuff which i get too i empathize with that because i was there too but you know the more you dig you're always going to get more substance you're always going to get and uncover more about your being and i think that's so empowering and people need to understand that part of what culture is mm. because like take Australia, for example, we are so disconnected from what our indigenous people are to the land. And even they are, which is crazy to me, you know, and we see so much more of that disconnection in Perth or saw it in Perth than in Melbourne. Like you barely see indigenous people here, but like in Perth, they were everywhere. And a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them were disconnected. And it's very, for me, I get upset <laughs> just thinking about it because if they knew, I feel like they just forgot who they were, mm. you know? And for me, dance allowed me to remember, and I still am remembering who I am. 
you know, Sorry. and what I want to do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> like, oh. like, I think it's like, I think it's like just, I guess, understanding culture um, and really like not even just, yeah, not even just dance culture, but just culture as a whole and just like your culture, where you come from and like maybe where your parents are from and like, you know, that lineage and understanding that will help you understand who you are and why you are the way that you are as well. Yeah. Um, like there's something like I've been discovering for the last year or so. And this is like kind of like thanks to, um, I'm just like dropping her name here because she's doing an amazing job, which is um, Yaya Vancouver. So she has this IUR Alliance. We're doing homework like all the time, studying stuff and um, she recently did a um, Eater Portal camp. So he's like a movement coach. Yeah. yeah. And like, so this, um, I was just really invested because this is the first time I heard about this guy. And so I was really invested. So I did a bit of research and like it, it's so, oh, and shout out to Jungle City. They did a, they did a, um, like a teacher, um, I guess, teacher training for us before we started the year and it was just so insightful and all these things came together like movement is rigged like in our system like we must have movement so that's why there was like a part of me where people would just dance for fun which is cool but movement came before verbal language so you, you like so you know there were like dances to like celebrate birth dances for death dances for um you know war sustenance uh, sustenance and you know foraging and you, you had all these like dances for particular things and like sort of movements to help like bowel movements and breathing and um activating your mind so it's like um this was a part of your life Whereas now, um, nowadays, especially um, with the mindset we have now, it's more like fun or uh, it's just like um, something like a hobby or it's a job, but it's actually, it should be as important as eating every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's something that I feel like we, we as human beings have to get back into us. Yeah. How did you um, go about finding out that information? Like when you, um, when that thought kind of came across your mind, like what, what kind of feelings did you have towards dance after that? I don't know. I know this question is kind of vague, but I'm just interested in like, like after hearing that information, like how do you process that in terms of dance? Like what did, what kind of steps do you take to incorporate that? I really just like, so I'm, I'm quite a spiritual person. So I sort of like, actually like kind of flip that to that sort of perspective where like, you know, everything that I pretty much do with dance is a reflection of myself and vice versa. So like, um, I obviously have to do some of the outside work of like, you know, um, looking after my health and my mind, but at the same time, like, I'm going to use that stuff and put it into dance. So then as I dance, 
this will reflect back into me and I will learn from that experience. Mm. So it becomes like this 360 cycle. Yeah. And like, it's a journey. Like you don't just get it like that yeah. because like for that information, like that I told you, that was like, it was a massive light bulb, but then implementing it is something else. Yeah. So it's just like uh, researching, then doing, and then reflecting it back, researching and doing and going around. Yeah. Yeah. Like my big homie, Beast said, and I'm sure that pretty much every dancer will say this as well, like dance is therapy, man. Mm, yeah and heals you yeah and then there like even if it is something as simple as from being upset or angry or whatever to being content and calm and feeling like you have a purpose or just feeling good or even feeling love with the amount of hype that you get in a session do you know what i mean yeah. i'm getting goosebumps talking about this shit because i feel <laughs> it so much yeah. you know and it's like people need to experience that way more, like way more, regardless of whether you're an urban dancer or whatever, you know, I think that both choreography and freestyle do very similar things. Um, and we need to utilize it more and yeah, just there's more even in me just saying like it can help you emotionally i feel like i'm not even dancing as myself when i'm dancing i feel like i'm connected to something that has infinite possibility of manifesting stuff through me if that makes sense yeah i get you Whether that be movement um or even just consciously you know choosing one pathway to create something from and then moving to the next thing and then continuously finding that flow and being in a flow state is so important as a human regardless of what you do for a job mm, yeah. you know putting yourself in a state of like bliss <laughs> is yeah. so important and it's so freaking like healthy and sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like, it's I, know, like I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's like the energy of the universe is about creation, right? Exactly. And so when we express ourselves and we're constantly creating, like as an artist would create a painting, we create different stories with our movement. Exactly. Like we're all artists, man. Mm. You know, and like Nadia was saying before, we could move before... Like, look at a baby. It moves before it talks. Yeah. When it's in the womb, it's like... We're already moving. It's having a session in the womb. (laughs) 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 You know, we're moving to that. We're dancing to the heartbeat already. (laughs) You already got the music going like this. Yeah, like the heartbeat is music. So it's like, we're already connected to something. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. Why do you... Yeah, why do you think people don't see it that way? Like, you know how people, some people might be like, I can't dance or I don't dance. Yeah. Like, why do you think they have that association in terms of mindset and movement? I think think there's just a lot of distractions and then there's a lot of 
voices where it's like whether it's from the tv or like the ads and mm. it's just like random thoughts because i teach a lot of adults so like they'll be like in their like 30s 50s mm. and then you know they already have like this presumption that like like I, like i don't dance like you know like i don't have the move that's why i'm coming to class but then like you know you see them like really like train for like this one minute like um you know choreography but they're taught to like really like um how would i say like deconstruct it like like they don't know how to move mm. but then so like they 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 think they think too much they don't just follow with their 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 body they're not like, connected to their body yeah they're not connected to their body it's always like oh like i should move like this and then at this angle like that type of thing and like you see it on their faces but as soon as it's like the end of class and you're like yeah guys just like you know just go with it just flow with it i'm gonna put the music on really loud and they're like they're actually dancing and they pull out like you know those um those seconds of like where they're not thinking you're like what the hell like that was dope and you know like they still believe they don't dance but then it's like i me as a teacher i'm like it's it's there it's like there. you need to stop yeah. thinking like you're actually moving and grooving mm. whether it's technical or not mm. i think people should be okay with that and not really um you know i guess fantasize about oh looking like the best and whatnot yeah for sure i think i think you hit it on the head there and i feel like i'm like i don't know i'm a very visual person i'm just seeing like these people who have built like these walls that they've kind of yeah like, just like yeah, layers of walls and it's like slowly kind of breaking them down to understand that you've just put up these walls yourself in your own mind yeah totally i think it's yeah um connecting to that i think people just don't know mm. they just have no idea that they can dance <laughs> you know right. like or they can move let's put it that way you know um yeah it's very and i think yeah like nadia's saying like the distractions we're just very disconnected from ourselves and i think that dance is something that's somewhat intimidating for a lot of people because you put yourself in a vulnerable state <laughs> and people are so scared of that so so scared of that and yeah that's what i reckon it is I feel like people are afraid of like using their body and like some people just hate their bodies as well but like you only get yes. that right there that <laughs> they yeah like people there's so many people like oh i'm too big to dance yeah or, oh you know goodness. what i mean i have too yeah. much flab or whatever but you know and i think and that's the irritating thing about mainstream media because they portray dancers as these athletic people which yeah okay we are if you want to consider it a sport but everyone is a dancer everyone's a mover like you know and there's big people in every street dance style but you won't see big people in like a studio setting mm. even in urban you'll see it but in an actual mm. studio setting like ballet contempt all of that type of shit you'd never see that mm. and that's what's like imprinted on people's minds that um 
view dancing one type of way. Can I just say, people forget to party as well. Mm. Like, this is one thing like that uh, I love. Like when I um, started uh, dating Ian, his family, like he, like they would have parties where they have like cousins and second cousins and all these distant relatives, but everybody would get down. They would do the electric slide. And I'm like, I've never seen this before. And I've been dancing for ages. And it's awesome. Like you see 50 year olds doing the electric slide. Like <laughs> we need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the essence of it. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, I think just, I think people forget sometimes. And I think sometimes I guess there's connotations that come with partying as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like dance and partying is the same thing that all humans have in common. You know, <laughs> we all dance and party. I was I was watching this um, TV show called Unorthodox. It's it's about like a Jewish like extreme Jewish community, and it was a wedding setting, and they were just dancing. And it, just the dancer inside of me is like, they're all just dancing. You know, they're just enjoying their time. It's like, and that's exactly the same as what I do. You know, yeah. Mm, I guess it's like celebrating, huh? It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's like just a big celebration, and it's like I guess a way to express that is dancing. Yeah, which is cool because yeah. like you can see anyone like at a wedding, like not know a thing about dance, but when the music comes on, they just jump on the floor and they do something, and it's yeah. like that's dance. And we should all be celebrating life all the time, you know. And that's why we should be dancing all the time. Yeah. Oh, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting is like why do you think um the dancing i think we we kind of started talking about this last week um but in terms of like the australian dancing um why do you think (coughs) we have less opportunities over here versus uh what's happening in asia what's happening you know korea china United States, like LA, New York, like that kind of stuff. Like, why do you think over here, just, yeah, there's less opportunity, both mainstream media, like teachers, studios. Do you want to start? Mm, let me think about it. Okay. So I think that it's because, like, yes, we're multicultural, but we also don't know the roots of the land that we're on Mm. and even the the original people of the land here don't necessarily know either. That's what I feel anyway, like new generation and stuff. And um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's just such a like Westernized society, you know, Um, that it, just I feel like it just disconnects you from everything else and yeah like in every culture like first generation culture they all had dancing every tribe had dances you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the more that you are connected to whether it be your own culture or the culture of the actual country, you'll f- be more open to what art can offer. Because I feel like um, all tribes and all like original people 
were artists, you know? They yeah. all created, like in their small tribe, they had creators all the time, yeah. weaving, whatever, this, that, and the other. But now it's like so corporate that we don't do that anymore. Yeah, well, they didn't see the value in it as much anymore. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so yeah, putting it down to it, I would say it's just because we're like desensitized to what culture actually is in Australia because yeah. we're looking outside of ourselves um, at other countries and trying to copy, <clears throat> trying to copy what other people do when we have so much, well, I believe that we have so much to offer here um, in terms of culture and what we do as artists, but we always look outside ourselves to create that. And that doesn't make sense. You have to start, I guess, within, you know? For sure. I mean, like, I don't really see the Australian government looking towards the history of the Indigenous people and where everything comes from. Like, I just don't feel that. (laughs) You know what I mean? No no way. And if they did, Australia would be a very, very different place. Yeah. A very different place. I think it would be a lot more it would be a way more spiritual place as well. Like you can still go to communities and stuff and find that, Mm. but it's not at the forefront of stuff. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's more like a charity case type thing. And that's just so whack. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not too sure to be honest. I don't have like an exact answer, but there's always like theories that you can, I guess, try and see if that works but um i also believe like we're always i guess australia is chasing you know in a sense like there'll be uh, there'll be like you know i guess the u.s having like an idea and australia would be like okay yeah yeah like let's do that mm-hmm. instead of like you know making our like own thing and like me just thinking about it like the u.s they would have like actual like you know hip-hop shows and then kids would run the hip-hop shows like the urban kids like the like with the neighborhood dancing and stuff like that Mm. um same with like japan for example you had like a street dance crew like um tv show you know Mm. um and then you got abdc for example um yeah whereas here i don't think we we have like that uh, how would you say like that filmmaking industry of like actual like you know hip-hop movies or Mm. um like uh like tv series like the tv series would just be like a studio dancing of like ballet or jazz like there's no real light on a street dance or cultural sense that i have seen in my opinion and i think maybe like that that is like um part of the issue yeah because yeah. when we go into schools you don't really see much kids dancing anymore and they're usually pretty yeah. shy to yeah. show you as well yeah i may i may i may get slapped for this but i reckon it's also to do with the amount of work that the ogs put in mm. as well like so that's one thing which i will speak on but the second thing is like 
there's not enough, well, I feel like our government feels like there's not enough money to be putting into it. Mm. Right. That, to me, that is because of the OGs and the amount of, you know, I have no doubt that they put in a lot of work, but like in the right way, I don't know if they did that if that makes sense. Cause like yeah. I went through a time period in Crump where, so I'm an OG of Perth, but I still felt like the people even before me on the East coast could have done a lot more in terms of like actually leading um, to really benefit the community and give like the little homies qualities that they um, found within themselves in Crump, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, so they didn't pass, they passed down the dance, cool, but they didn't pass down qualities of being able to be opportunists and spread it out to wider communities and stuff like that. Right. No dancer really looks outside of the dance community to give it to other people. Mm. That's what I think anyway. And that's something that I I needs to change. Because we always were so like focused on, yeah, let's do this for the dance community and build our dance community. But how can you build something and continuously work on the same thing? You have to go outside to seek um, people that aren't aware of it and then bring them in. Otherwise, it's not going to um, move anywhere or do anything other than what we're doing now type thing you yeah, know yeah. so we need like being vulnerable sorry it's kind of like being vulnerable but in like if dance was a being it's like mm. stepping outside of your comfort zone as a dancer yeah. or as if dance was to you know step outside of what we've got like this bubble and to reach out to other you know communities or like you know the government and like look at the councils and like have more of a presence there uh, where we haven't been before yeah exactly and i know that a lot of councils like we did this heaps in perth um councils want it man Mm. because there's so many like kids like or that we were back then that were troubled we didn't know what the heck to do yeah but you know if they don't have an outlet they end up doing stupid shit. They end up moving to something that is more detrimental to their health and well-being and stuff like that. And they don't get what actually is beneficial for them. And it's like, how do they know where to go for that? Yeah. You Even youth centers are like crappy, really, because they only provide certain things, you know, when it's like, where's the art? where's the dance at in a youth center? They don't look at hip hop and stuff. Mm. They just look at what's mainstream and what everyone else is doing, you know? And they're like, oh, do you think that like, do you think that this will work if we hold a hip hop thing or whatever? But every kid listens to hip hop, Mm. you know? Like hip hop is main, hip hop music is mainstream, even if it is whack. You know what I'm saying? But it is, and people listen to that, and then they get drawn into that side of hip-hop 
when there's so much more light on the other side, but they don't know it. Yeah. Because they're not shown. Oh, sorry. I just had to bring this up. But like, especially when it comes to music, um, you know, you have like studios, you know, that, okay. I understand some studios don't want to play Michael Jackson because of the accusations of like children and stuff like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But then when you're playing, um, you know, like when you're allowed, other, other people are allowed to play music, like from Lady Gaga, when it's a whole, wait, not just all her songs, but when there's like majority of songs and music videos that are like intense sexualization, but you won't, you know, want to play like some like dancehall music that says something quite indirect. Like, you know, like where, where's the line really like hip hop music has been taken out in studios drastically but we're allowed like you know Katy Perry and Lady Gaga and all this other stuff so you know how can we how can we find I guess like being able to put yeah yeah that's the right word yeah Mm, it is a weird one in terms of I guess how people perceive because at the end of the day it's expression Mm. and like it's like everyone is entitled to say what they want to say on a track, you know? So it's like, where does that line sit in Australia versus, because I think in the States, like what they have is like this, like everyone's pretty strong about freedom of speech. And yeah, 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 for sure. I feel like it's an irrational fear because what is the fear that, these kids um, are going to turn out like that if they listen to that kind of music. But a lot of fear here. In, in reality, they're going to listen to it behind your back anyway. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you look at us like we turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. Well, in terms of, um, you know, on the subject of community and growing the community and um i think what you're saying here is like super dope and i can totally relate in terms of growing it for the future and not just for now um, but really thinking like like what can i do to really help um build dance um as a whole and not like yeah to be able to pass it on um what tips would you give to someone who is maybe thinking about doing something like that or wanting for you know dance to you know grow like what what tips would you give to someone who's thinking about that one would be for sure know your history (laughs) yeah two would be to stay active and know where your dancers are presently and I guess yeah just keeping up with not necessarily trends but yeah just where it's going you know Mm -hmm. Um, and come and talk to us (laughs) 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 we're all about that like our end goal is to bring people back to what we believe dance should be which is pretty much a spiritual practice Mm. and an actual healing center for ourselves um 
but another tip would probably be like get some people together and look outside the dance community for opportunities because the dance community isn't always going to actually support you mm. as upsetting as that is <laughs> they just won't mm. so look outside yeah i think um yeah i guess like you pretty much summed it up but i think it's also like um make sure that you are i guess start off doing it for yourself really mm. because then it can if you're like always giving giving and giving and you feel mm. like you're not giving any getting anything back that's when it, you know it can become sour and the intention of doing this whole thing um becomes egotistical and all it will do is just backfire and you just you'll have you create resentment and stuff like that and that's where creativity and um like uh sympathy and compassion just runs really low so i would just say yeah. yeah stop just keep doing it for yourself be more conscious of what it does for you mm. so that you can also give that back to people because i think that's what's really for me anyway i think it's what's really dope about crump because we break down so much of your body and put a why behind every movement mm. you know it's not necessarily like yeah okay do this do that and that's it it's like why are you doing that mm. is it real i'm going to show you how to make it real by putting your emotion and facial expression into it and use the language that we have to actually say what you want to say that you're not able to say every day type thing yeah you know cuz with dance we have a freedom of expression and that's so freaking powerful you know yeah people don't see that they're just like yeah let's um send our kids to a dance studio as like daycare so we can have free time and shit but you know like for us when we were teaching young young kids they get so much more out of it and like we've had parents message us man like and i'm talking about kids that are like 8 years old to 12 hit us up and be like thank you so much for like teaching our kids they've changed so much and they come back happy all the time and they love your class it gives them more confidence and blah 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 and it's like that's what dance is man mm, you yeah. know it's not just like for clout <laughs> yeah f that shit like throw that out the window you know what i mean if you're dancing for clout get out <laughs> that's a good saying if you're dancing for clout, clout get, get out hey <laughs> if vlad's listening to this put it on a shirt shout out to ripping the battle royale shirt <laughs> That's dope. That's a dope saying. That yeah. should be the name of this podcast. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I reckon that would sell. Yeah. That's gangster. Yeah, but some that's some real shit. And I think at the end of the day, like, I think there's there's levels to it. And I think um, like you get to that point where you are in your dance journey and you realize that this is more than just dance. Like, there's so much more to it. If you 
are able to open, I guess, just have an open mind to it as well. Yeah. I think that's what makes it really like, there's good teachers that teach you movement and like steps and stuff. But to me, being a great teacher is giving you more, like giving you life shit mm. to work with in your movement as well. Because then it relates to you. You feel empowered when you go out of a class, when you get out of a class, because it's not just like, yeah, I achieved something. It's like, yeah, I achieved and learned more about myself yeah. mm. in the process of it. And I think that is so important, especially in the world of today, when there's so much bombardment of negative shit and like subconscious programming coming from Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. We need to find ourselves in all of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think you just um, like, like the drive, I guess, is you just got to remember that like, dance um or movement in general is was always a way to like celebrate express and um, journey yeah because like as a teacher for, for example like you know like certain moves um they release trauma for certain individuals because we as human beings like you know experience things differently like for example like if you have like a really tense neck this is where you hold your trauma. This is where you hold your stress. And so certain moves will be like detrimental to one student, whereas the other is totally normal. So then, you know, they might learn something very differently and you've got to be aware of that as a teacher and understand that movement mm. is essential, but it works different for Every. everybody. Yeah. Dang. That's tight. Well, I think we've got to wrap this up soon. But- <laughs> It's been like very insightful um, talking to you guys about this. And I think a key kind of underlying message that we've just kind of keep stumbling across is um, like knowing yourself and uh, understanding who you are. So a question that we've asked a few people now is what advice would you give to yourself um, if you could go back and talk to yourself, let's say 10 years ago, if you could fly back, and be like, yo, it's me from the future. (laughs) 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 What advice would you give if you could only give one? I don't think I would. Like, I think I'll just let it play out because I just love how I've learned everything (laughs) and where I'm going. (laughs) I think I would, I guess it's along the lines of that, but... I would make sure to tell myself to be in touch with yourself, Mm. to be yourself and keep the distraction away. Um, Because, yeah, distraction creates procrastination and pretty much everything negative that you you want to, like, be thinking about more of. Word. Or less of, sorry. And I would say... One more thing in connection to that would be um, don't fear fear as well because it is just as powerful as love if you turn it upside down. Mm. 
because on the other side of fear, you can always find something that's beautiful or inside of fear, you can find something that's beautiful. And that's always a lesson. And I feel like I only learned that maybe like six years ago, which is a lot of experience from that time. But if I could have learned that when I started high school, even God damn, I would, <laughs> Over. Like, I would really feel like I'm un, like unbeatable in every way. You know what I mean? I would feel invincible to everything. And I feel like I've only got hold of that, I guess, like now. Mm. But how did you learn that? I'm just curious. How did you learn that lesson? Like of, fe of feeling like nothing can break me? Of um, not fearing fear itself. Um... Was I it a kind of moment? Was it just like a like an aha moment? Where it was like, hmm. Nah. No, I'm not. They don't shit for me. I'm scared of that. I think it, it's it's a continuous. Like I always get reminded about it. Yeah. I always do because you know there's so many things that like you can't have one without the other, basically. Mm. I learned that a long time ago. And a lot of people only see things from one perspective. And those are the people that I feel um, don't necessarily grow. Because you need to have, you need to open your mind to possibility, which means perspective mm. because like for example like and and crump has taught me this a lot yeah um even as a spiritual being and like um doing a lot of research into what consciousness is and like the quantum field and who we are as humans and stuff like that crump or just dance in general has given me so much insight into that whole dynamic of love and fear because when we when we dance we're like oh fuck like i hope i don't mess up you know or it's like i hope that i win this competition and that's that's like all fear-based mentality you know and it's like for me it was more so the fact of um going back into why I started dancing in the first place. And that was to enjoy and to be in a state of blissful energy to allow myself to be better, you know, mm -hmm. and to have an open mind so that I'm not let like when I do stray down a path of, I guess, darkness, is to always know that there's a bigger reason and there's always, always a lesson, even if you can't see it in the present moment, like there's always a lesson. And I think people need to be more open to discussing those types of things. And if you can't, start dancing because that'll allow you to do that. 
Yeah. Boom. Wow. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick, man. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for sharing. I thank think, you. um, so much. yeah, man, like this conversation has really sparked a lot of thoughts, I think, um, in terms of just, just growth as a person, as a dancer as well. And yeah. I think a lot of people will get a lot out of this, but, um, yeah, like you guys are incredible. And I think, um, Melbourne is super lucky to have you guys come through. Um, I feel like you guys have really helped the scene, um, grow. So yeah, man, like just thank you. Yeah. Um, you guys, yeah, really reminded me how much I love dance, what I love about dance as well. And mm. I am going to go dance after this. <laughs> <laughs> have to. I have I need to. to dance. Like, I've been sitting for too long. <laughs> yeah. It's just dope to meet people like um, that, uh, that have the same, like a similar mindset to dance. Um, and it's cool to see that because um, you don't come across that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's dope, man. And so where, where can people find you? People are listening right now and they're like, man, like, I love this. Like, how do, I, how do they get in contact with you um yeah nadia biddle on facebook instagram nadia bids <laughs> or um, with a h with a h yes please my i have a h at the end of my name nadia with n-a-d-i-a-h nadia <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that, that's me yeah uh, for me ian demello on facebook or dancer.mc on Instagram. And the MC is spelled E-M-C-W-E. Yes, sir. Sick. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for hopping on. I am going to stop this recording. Thank um, you. But yeah.